Hello and welcome back to the Horror Hour, the show where we discuss, debate and disagree on all things horror. I'm one of your hosts, George, and today I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Yutaka. Hello. And today we're doing something that I can't believe we haven't done and I can't believe wasn't my idea, um, considering it's my favourite sub-genre, but I have to give it to Yutaka for saying, hey, should we do this video? And I was like, oh my god, yes, of course we should. Um, If you haven't already told by the thumbnail and by the title of this video, we are going to be telling you our favorite found footage movies for those of you who don't know a little bit of i it's my as i said it's my favorite subgenre. i love it so much i could watch them all day and i'm super excited to see what yutaka has got on his list and how it differs and compared to my list and if there's anything that maybe isn't that's on his list that i think oh shit well i would be surprised if there's anything on your list you that i haven't seen but i'd be interested to see where your head's at when it comes to what you envision as amazing found footage so i believe we both have 10 is that and correct? one honorable mention i do have two honorable mentions but i'm gonna say one as quick as possible because i just need to put it in there so what we're going to do is we are going to go from 10 to 1 obviously but first we're going to list our honorable mentions um and then we will go ahead and we'll do it going down the list both for 10s 9 8s and so on so let me get one of my honorable mentions out of the way with and then we're then we're on par we're all level with each other um but i'm gonna shout out spree which is a netflix original i had so much fun with this film i put it as an honorable mention because i don't really class it as horror because to me it's more comedy um but it, i thought it was a great film david arquette of course in it and joe keary who is bay um and it came out in 2020 and is directed by eugene cutler and co and also by himself and gene McHugh um are the writers for it i just think it's a lot of fun it was a new interesting way to do a found footage film uh, it had a great cast and it was it was it was a crazy ride it's definitely one to watch with friends and you're just like what the hell is going on it it's great but i had to just put it in there because i do i do find myself going back to it when i'm on netflix think oh, i'll put this on because again the good thing with most fan footage films is they're fairly short films so you can put them on um that for the most part true. so yeah that's my honorable mention that's just going past now but Utaka, your honorable mention what is it i mean it's right behind me cloverfield I mean, it's directed by Matt Reeves, written by Drew Goddard. And I mean, when it like burst onto the scene, like this kind of put also J.J. Abrams on the map since he was one of the producers. But it's a great found footage film. Really like that. Very well action, you know, the pacing. I love the cast. The monsters are great. Yeah, there's some ambiguity with, you know, the story, but that's kind of part of the fun. It's just a shame it's never gone past well 10 cloverfield lanes actually good but the rest all in that universe are not great but this one was done very very well so it's yeah it had to be an honorable mention i agree and i remember when the the marketing was really good for that film as well they did i remember when it came out and they had like the web they had a website and it was like let's try and work i think it was like working on code or something and mm-hmm. um there was lots of little like hints and the tease and the trailers were really good because in the trailer you never saw the i mean we're going to be talking spoilers right because i mean i would assume we're going to mention spoilers in this right i wasn't gonna I was okay well gonna fine check. then I, I won't mention spoilers but you don't see in the trailer <laughs> in the trailer you don't see exactly what's going on um which i quite liked i mean you obviously know something's happening but you don't when you watch you're like oh this is what's happening so yeah i agree it was a lot of a lot of fun and it kind of i feel like gave a little it was a it was a newer like blockbustery fan footage film that hadn't mm-hmm. happened in a while because a lot of these tend to like be indie or don't reach a full, but this one was quite a, a blockbuster in that sense. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. My other honorable mention then um, is Grave Encounters, which is a 2011 film. Mm. This is a really good film, which is basically a sort of ghost adventures um, show based on that these people, this show called Grave Encounters head to this, haunted old asylum and stuff goes down basically and i love me a haunted asylum i watch a lot of youtube like real youtubers who go to like haunted places and stuff so that's why i quite like this because it kind of gave those vibes 2011 and was written and directed by the vicious brothers of course there's grave encounters 2 as well another great film but the first one for me just like stands on its own and was a really great um 
indie film and I and I really enjoyed it. Obviously, there's a lot of those docu-series horror out mm-hmm. there, but this one I just thought for a, a smaller budget film did a really good job and the scares were were brilliant. So if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. So that's Grave Encounters. Put it to your list if you haven't had it already. Yeah. And with that, then let's dive into the top 10. So Utaka, number 10, where are we? Oh, this is going to make you mad at Mm. number 10. But I have Hell House LLC at number 10, written and directed by Stephen Cognetti. Mm -hmm. Yes, I enjoyed the story. um, And I loved when we heard about the making of it. But I still have issues with some of the technical aspects and the pacing. So... But it's number 10 on my list. I, again, I still say people should see it, but it's not like one where I am. Oh my God, did you see this? Holy shit. So. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't George's agree. heart is breaking as I say that. I don't agree with where you've placed it, but it's your opinion and I'm happy for you. Um, I, I, will, I will reserve my feelings on this film until, because of course it is in my list. And so I will wait to give my full feelings on that film when we get to <laughs> that point. Can you guess what one it is? Um, but I want to say my number 10. Now, this is a film I don't know if many people are familiar with. And I wasn't familiar. I found it on one of those sites where I'm like, I need new found footage films because, you know, I'm lacking in the ones I haven't seen. This film is called Exhibit a, I think I actually mentioned it back when we did our first top like five or three favorite horror films, and it was one of my honorable mentions. Um, this film is in 2007. It's a British found footage film directed by Dom Rothrow and direct um, written, sorry, by Dom Rothrow and Darren Bender. Um, and it's the story of a young British teenager who gets a camcorder for her birthday um, and records like daily life's going on within her home. And all I'll say is there is no monsters, there is no supernatural element, but what happens in that house is honestly the, I actually haven't watched this in years because it's one of the few films that actually by the end left me like feeling quite sick. Um, it is really good. I think it's actually on Amazon Prime. Don't quote me on that, but I think <laughs> I saw it on Amazon Prime. So if it isn't, don't tell me off, but it's definitely on streaming or it's definitely on um, obviously PVOD somewhere. So I would really, and it's probably cheap. So I would really recommend getting who it probably is because it's not very well known. Um, but I would honestly really recommend watching it. It's a completely different type of found footage movie that has just, it it keeps you guessing until the end and then it just goes full throttle and you're like, oh my God. So exhibit A, I won't say any more about it. Check it out. That's all I can say. Let's move on to number. I've not seen it. No, so. I would really, honestly, I would like you to watch it, Utak, if you ever had the time. I don't think it's even that long either. I think, again, it gets like an hour and 20 minutes or so. Oh, so. that's not bad. No. Um, but let's delve into number nine then. So, Utaka, what's your number nine? I have Wreck. Or, okay. I mean, there's the American remake, Quarantine. But we're going to talk about Wreck, which was directed by Paco Plaza and Juan Balaguero. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Who also co-wrote it with Luis... Berdejo. Um, yeah, I mean, it's honestly, we all love the fast zombie genre, you know, and Rack just kind of takes that, like, puts you locked in this apartment building. You've got nowhere to go. You can't leave. And now you're fighting off these freaking zombies. And it's amazing. Uh, the lighting, it's super dark. I love just the sheer terror. And I think the actors do a great job. And it's just, mm, I love it. And there yeah. are some actual legitimate jump scares. And um, the remake was all right. I liked the cast, but you just can't beat that original. No. And I think I said this as well when we were recording. I think it might have been with Johnny Birchold and we were talking about these films. And I was like, I was more terrified because I was reading the subtitles. out. But by the time it happened on screen, I'd read it. And I was like, Geez! so it was like, but no, it is. It's it's such a brilliant film. And it really, like you say, it had that claustrophobia element to it. Yes. Like you don't need this. One, I've always said in the past, I don't need a World War Z CGI amount of zombies. You give me a small area with two or three fast infected zombies and that that to me is more terrifying than a crowd of cgi ones so i absolutely mm-hmm. agree with you on that one wreck is brilliant and the, fr- the the franchise was quite a decent franchise wreck two three genesis and then four 
resurrection oh i forgot i'm so sorry um but fuckers thought wasn't that good but overall it was i really enjoyed the story that they were telling through those so yeah i agree but the first one stands on its own as as a brilliant decent film um okay my number nine is called the last horror movie it's another 2003 british um horror film directed by julian richards and written by james handel and julian richards what i want to say real quick is that i really appreciate the amount of that you might see on these lists the amount of found footage films that are both written and directed by the same person because of the small um things i just really appreciate that someone it it just goes to show talent anyway the last horror movie is it's basically the original creep put it that way and it's basically um i mean this isn't a spoiler because it it well, it's in the trailers. You will read it everywhere in, in the, the blurb, the bio. It's basically about a British serial killer who hires a filmmaker to follow him while he murders innocent people in their homes. Okay. And it's so good. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, again, I like it because it's it's a, obviously a small indie film. 2003, you know, it's got that old... It's not vintage, but, you know, it's just got an older look to it. Don't you dare say vintage. <laughs> it's got an older look, <laughs> look to it. Um, and it just feels a lot more real um, because, of course, which is great as these movies have gone on, they've obviously found new ways to invent themselves with crazy... I mean, some of the... We won't talk about Paranormal Activity. Um, <laughs> the last one we watched, that girl... Um, with with drones and slow motion but this one is like one you know shitty little camera and it's really good you like feel like it's watching it's got a very interesting opening and i'd be interested if anybody did watch that film without knowing what it was about because the opening really fools you to what this film is and um so yeah if you do watch it i mean i've kind of spilled it for you now but it's but George does. That's what no I do. Spoilers, I'm but George, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil. Yeah, I'm sorry. My ass. Listen. Anyway, that's the last horror movie. I would recommend it. It is a lot of fun, and I say very dark and very um a lot of realism to it. Okay. Well, let's move on to number eight then, Yutaka. You're number eight. Well, this is a 2015 film, and it's back in the height of well, I think it's still somewhat popular, you know. Um message or well i think it was on facebook yeah but um unfriended mm-hmm. directed by leo gabriazzi and written by nelson greaves i freaking i didn't think i'd enjoy it but i really i think the cast sold it um but i just i love to see the progression of the story i love to see the kills and it was just very good and i like obviously there was the other underlying story that they would continually um this this well this whole thing was recurring around and i just really enjoyed unfriended i hated the sequel though dark web was dumb as shit yeah who likes dark web some one of, one of those i think it was ben yeah it, that makes sense this is why ben's not back <laughs> yeah ben died like the people that unfriended on one of our zoom chats but i remember when that came out we had to go and see it and obviously yeah it was all about the facebook thing and I remember after it being like, um, oh my God, I just want to start doing Skype calls with all my friends now. Because <laughs> that was like, I mean, now, Jesus, it's all we do. But, um, you know, then it wasn't as, I didn't feel like it was as done. You didn't be like, hey, let's jump on a Skype call together. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I agree. That was a lot of fun. It was a really interesting um, story. And so, yeah, I agree. But I do I do prefer that to the, the dark, whatever, dark web one um just it's got a, a better cast i feel and the story makes a bit more sense but that's just me um my number eight is vhs2 i really love this film i don't know if you is going to kill me to say this but it's actually my favorite vhs film um good film it's a really good film i really i and i'm doing it wrong i really do love the original because i was just like oh my god this is such a cool way to do these short six stories but for me and there's something about again we're not going to do spoilers but the one of the um one of the films within this like i think about all the time um and it's the one where a group of people go and interview a certain group of people that live high in uh, their own little society um and let me tell you like that that's just crazy um do i need to read out every it's directed by simon barrett <laughs> 
Adam Wingard, Timo Tijanto, is it? Tijanto? I just say Timo. Timo, okay. Timo, Jason Eisner, Eduardo Sanchez, Gareth Evans, Greg Hale, and I'm sure it's written by a lot of other people as well, but I don't want to spend two hours reading out. For those of you who don't know, the VHS series follows basically a group of between five or six tapes, and it kind of tells a story, each with their own individual um, short stories, basically, but it is an anthology series. Um, of course, the latest one came out recently, VHS 94, which did amazing on Shudder. If you haven't already, go and stream it on Shudder. It was their biggest release ever. Um, and it's such a good franchise. But for me, VHS 2, just those stories, all of them together, just really gel. It's probably the one where I feel like I could sit and watch them all together and really enjoy them all together. Um, it, it It's just, it's fantastic. So yeah, for me, <laughs> number eight is VHS 2. Then let's move on then to number seven. Yutaka, your number seven? Well, I, I chose a film that I had a lot of fun with when we uh, participated in the Unnamed Film Festival. And so I chose the 2020 Curse of Aurora, mm-hmm. um, directed by Mayran Torgoli, and who he also co-wrote that with Lana Barron. And I really liked it. I loved the creepy ass setting in that small town, that house. Absolutely not. I know you want to live there. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I enjoyed like the cult like storylines and just all these different elements that kind of, you know, just added to the creep factor. I don't, I wouldn't say there were jump scares or anything like that, but I was really invested into the characters. And I really liked how they pretty much brought in real life to tell this story and that's what's really cool because you basically you're seeing these filmmakers go through the process of process of making a film meanwhile going through this haunting and it's really good yeah i agree a really good film um you might be able to see behind me this side um that little card is from um the amazing guys at cult cinema so if they're watching thank you very much we um really appreciate interviewing them and um, we did interview them you'll be able to find it on our channel it's uh, we had a great interview we talked all about stuff like this so do not forget to check that out while we are <laughs> mentioning it right now um but yeah i agree because it's, it's really great and I, as you say i really like the way that they incorporate the real life story with with their own which again makes it feel a lot more real in tone mm-hmm. um, so I agree. Um, my number seven is a 2007 film. What I will say as well is 2007 was a hell of a year for found footage. I've got quite a few on here that are from that time. This okay. is Diary of the Dead, written and directed by the icon George A. Romero. Um, this film just, I don't know what it is. I just love it. I mean, zombies is another one of my favorite, after found, I mean, my favorite subgenres are literally found footage zombies. So to mm. incorporate those two together was just like, oh, this was amazing. And I really wish they they would do more. Obviously you've got Wreck, um, but you know, I wish there would be some more of those found footage zombie films. This one is really great. It follows a group of university film students who are out in the woods filming their, their found footage horror film, not found footage, it's not found footage, sorry, it's just a horror film, they have the camera, Um, and a zombie apocalypse just happens out of the blue, Um, and we follow, as it always does, we follow this group of people as they try to survive through the zombie apocalypse, it's got a great cast, um, and what I like about it as well is it is... um, the the there is a one of the actors basically says in it the character this is a they that they are creating this film for people to watch so unlike some other fan footage films um there is music and there is other elements that you might find in a normal film um which they explain so she's basically making this film about the end of the world she's like so you don't make the same mistakes that we it's it's really good okay it adds those other elements and that you don't tend to get in fan footage films um so it's more of like a a literal like hey here is this documentary on on this rather than just picked up very, okay so yeah. that's unique it is yeah there's only a, there's a couple of films i've seen like that but not many and i know that um i think they get more popular actually when we did the interview with curse for they were saying how they would like to do more of that because you get to it lets you play around more with the film because obviously sometimes with fan footage you can be limited um yes, with that's you know, very true so it that is a good way to kind of get around it if you're literally like presenting it as a documentary series of events that that occurred so yeah my number seven is diary of the dead and i miss and love Giorgio romero so r.i.p babe um moving on then let's go to our number six yutaka so my number six was somewhat of a sundance darling it still doesn't have a release date which is bullshit 
Um, but it's called Something in the Dirt. It's a 2022 film written and directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. And I know you're like, why does that name sound familiar? Oh, I don't know. They might have had something to do with Moon Knight, the next season of Loki, you know, just 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 a little thing. They also have tons of films on Shutter right now, and they are just oh my god something in the dirt is just a pretty much it's a master class in my opinion but it's really just three filmmakers who are doing this entire thing that really takes place in um an apartment complex per se and it really just about these two guys delving into conspiracy theories and as they go the deeper they dive the more mad they get and while they're doing this they're filming this as a documentary and you don't find out till the end what really go happens but it's just it's crazy. The performances are very tense. The music's great. It, there's just something about this film that was just so like mind boggling. Like I would look at it and think, God, there's nothing to this. This is boring, but it's really not. It's just, oh my God. I was so happy that somebody's like, you need to watch this. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch it. And whole, it, it, it's just amazing. And again, the fact that it was really just three guys with cameras making this entire film bravo and of course they obviously have later vfx and every but these three men um so i'd also have to say david lawson jr who was the other part in that but yeah they it's a it's a wonderful film and they just really search out those their other films like endless you know yeah stuff like that but yes something in the dirt which George hasn't seen because Sunday it's yeah I haven't but I'm definitely looking forward to watching it because if I didn't already after you tack his explanation of that film it's definitely one it's so tense to the list a new found footage film yay because I feel like I haven't had any in a while but my number six um you tack already mentioned before it is wreck 2007 um I I really love that film again another great zombie fan footage movie a lot more darker and tenser tone than Diary of the Dead. Diary of the Dead does have those elements, but it's mm-hmm. um, quite comical at times and it's, it, but it's, it's a really good film. Um, but yeah, Wreck is just like, if you watch that and I, I it was, I know there's one really point, not much comedy with Wreck. Yeah, like no. that is a visceral, like gnarly film. Oof. And I think it is like classed as one of the, especially before Sinister and all that came out and host, it was recommended as one of the scariest films of all time. And I mm-hmm. do think like, if you watch that in a darkened room with surround sound, you would quite literally shit your pants. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, again, not much more to say after what you talked said, just a great film. Um, and I would really recommend anybody to please watch Wreck before watching Quarantine, just because, and look, you can watch it dubbed if you're annoying like that, but I would really recommend watching it um, with the original language, because honestly, the actors are just, that main actress, she is fantastic. Her scream and like, it's just like amazing. So that is my number six, but let's move into the top five. So Yutaka, what is your number five? So I actually just watched this this morning to see how I felt about it, because um, a lot of this uh, individual's films, well, sometimes the twists just don't work. So this is a 2015 film written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and it is The Visit. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean... Let's be honest, he had a, a slew of films for a while where the pay, like the twists at the end just pissed people off or there's just no payoff. Like the trees are killing people. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted that. So this film, though, was just done so brilliantly. You know, these two kids are staying with their uh, grandparents as their as their mom's on. I think she was on a cruise, a trip. I wasn't yeah. focused too much on she that. She was on a cruise. Even though it's Catherine Hahn and we all love her. <laughs> I can't. But so these kids are staying with these people and it just gets creepier and creepier and things start to happen and it seems like they're kind of going to like having dementia or schizophrenia and there's just so many like little things that just some might be jump scares but man like the one scene where they're crawling underneath the house Mm -hmm. oh that kind of got me (laughs) but the twist at the end was brilliant it really was and I had to say like wow i was like thank god you still got it and then he made some other films and i was like well now i'm questioning you again Mm. don't go watch old but you know it is what it is so yeah my number five's the visit 
that's good yeah i enjoy that film it's a lot of fun um and again was an interesting take on fan it's just like a, a, a different change of pace and a different style of film so i appreciate it and i thought the cast were um great as well the kids mm. were great um and obviously the grandparents were great and Catherine hahn in her small role was also great too so yeah i agree one of his better movies for sure maybe not top tier and night Shyamalan, but it's it's definitely up there yes um so my number five is creep the 2014 film directed by patrick bryce and written um by patrick bryce and mark duplass um this film i found i think a couple of years ago on netflix and I was just like, oh my God, I found Butcher. Because when I, I always skip past it a lot because I thought it was the film Creep that's in the um, train. Um, oh, you said, was, that the, was that British the horror film? I think it was, or it was American. It went in the, um, it, so like in a, tra- in a train with like a, I can't remember. Anyway, it's not Are you thinking film. of Midnight Meat Train no, with Bradley an, Cooper? No, no, there's another one called oh. Creep. On it. I'm, not, I'm not making it up, guys. Back me up in the comments below. Um, but this is Creep 2014 film. Obviously, Mark Duplass plays the main character, and he is a obviously again, no spoilers, but he is a gentleman who is dying, and so he asks a film, um, a gentleman with a camera to come and film him sort of a few days in his life that he wants to show with um to his with for his unborn daughter to see when she's born because he might not obviously make it there. And then what unfolds is just a crazy ass. Um, story and you're like what the hell is going on but I mean shout out to Mark Duplass who his that character is just probably one of the best like characters in like so unnerving like it's like oh honestly brilliant and Creep 2 as well another brilliant film don't get wrong I I enjoyed Creep 2 oh I I did I didn't oh and Creep I think there's a Creep 3 I think there is a Creep 3 I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Three. I just didn't like Creep 2 so I don't I mean I, I'll watch Creep 3 if there is just don't know if I want to see it that's fine. But um, yeah, this is Creep 2014. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix um, as well. Second, really recommend it. Go and give it a watch. Mark Duplass is a standout in that role. But let's move on to number four then. So you tackle your number four. Okay. And this is another film I actually just watched this morning. I kind of want to get back into the like the whole found footage, you know, mindset since we're going to talk about this because George knows this is not my favorite genre at mm-hmm. all. It's probably one I I hate to say I detest the most at times. So if I do love a found footage film, to me, that means like it it struck a chord, you know. Um, And I also give kudos to people who do found footage because a lot of them are so low budget and they have to they have to do magic with what they're given. And so I do appreciate that. This one is The Taking of Deborah Logan a 2014 film directed by Adam Robitel, who also co-wrote it with Gavin Heffernan. And I absolutely loved this. It is just so good. So good. I, I, I mean, I just, like I said, I just watched it and I think, um, I wish I would have taken down the um, name of the actress who played Deborah Logan because wow, she was phenomenal. And I do think that, you know, the mental health aspect that they had in this and then just, you know, the caretaking, obviously you're, if you're, you know, the kid, you're going to do anything to protect your, you know, grandparents, your mother, any of that. And I just really freaking love this. And there were some legit freaking like jumps, but also there were some really good practical effects. Yeah. And I, I love that. I really appreciate practical effects more than, um, you know, VFX and all that, but not to say there's anything bad with that. I just, I love good practical effects. And there were several scenes within this film where they really went there. Um, And I just, I love the whole vibe. It was never really bright until, well, technically the end. It was very dark, very moody and just all around creepy. And so I really enjoyed it. Fun fact, it's my number four as well, Utaka, taking of Deborah Logan. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What? Yeah. Guys, we didn't even prepare these together, so that's why no. we don't know. I've been curious to see. Oh, yeah. okay. So, All right. I mean, I agree with you. So good. Really interesting um, take on the, the story. And so many as well, I would say, twists and turns with, with the story itself, what you think might be happening, and what, you know, a lot of backstory stuff has been put into this film that, again, just gives it that extra layer. Um, and again, things that you think may have happened in the past may have not happened the way they thought. And it is really, 
it's just a brilliant film. Again, uh, the writing of it, the story itself is is one probably, uh, this is why it's one, it's so near the top because, you know, with some fan footage films, it's some, sometimes it can, because they're cheaply made, I've said in the past, they can be lazy, um, but... I wasn't going to say that, but okay. Not all, no, not all of them, but, you know, it's just like, oh, we've got a camera and there's a ghost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop. But this one, you know, there really is a, a brilliant story behind it. And yes, it's such a great standalone film. Kind of heartbreaking too. It like tugs at the... Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's always, I, I always see it now, it's it, it's always up there, which is great to see in those, you know, top fan footage movies of all time. Um, and so if you haven't seen it, I would really recommend it. It's on Netflix it's, in the UK. I don't know if it's... And here in the US, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah. So um, definitely give it a watch. It's one to watch, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, like I said, fan footage, it's not my thing, but this film is just... It's a cut above the rest and and some of thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I just love it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Well, <laughs> it's early here. <laughs> yeah, it is. With that, then let's move into our top three. So, Yutaka, what is your number three? Ooh. Ooh. All right. This is now technically the scariest film of all time. It just surpassed Sinister, which is also a great film, but not found footage. And this is 2020's Host, which kind of came out at the right time, sadly, mm-hmm. during, you know, the pandemic. Um, and it's a horror film all via Zoom call, and it's a seance. Uh, directed by Rob Savage, who also co-wrote with Gemma Hurley, and obviously, I love him, Jed Shepard. Um, and it's just the dedication also when you see the making of this film so yes it is creepy because obviously one thing is when it comes to that you're all like so focused on the zoom screens and so you're trying to see any little thing that might move or something that might happen um but then when things do happen and it has to get physical it's actually the actresses doing this themselves they're doing they're applying the makeup they're doing all this stuff like oh my goodness do you see that see the freddies yeah yeah but it's just it's a phenomenal film and the best way to watch it is seriously dark room if you can watch it on your laptop it gives you a whole nother experience i'm serious um but host is just a fantastic film it was well written just uh, directed beautifully and again kudos to the cast and crew on that film absolutely that is my number three Agree. A really good film. Um, and again, brought like as you say, came out at the right time and just like took took the found footage world by storm. I appreciate yeah. it very much. It's 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 a great film to watch. And again, really short, which we love to see because these days, none of well, talking for myself, I have no um <laughs> time to be That's watching. My stomach's growing. Apart from three hour <laughs> apart from Titanic, I can't be watching anything longer than an hour and a half. I'm not I'm, watching Titanic. I'm That's ready for miserable. bed. I love um that. anyway. But host is on shutter. Yes, it is. It is. Um and of course, they're bringing out their new film, Dash Camp, um, which is coming out. It's been at a lot of the festivals. festivals um, and it's, you know, I'm excited to see everyone's thoughts on that when that comes out. So if you've seen it at a festival, let us know what you think about it. But if not, let us know. George has seen it. I haven't yet. Oh, I know. We have the screener. I need to watch it. Shit, that's on me. Yeah, I watched it with the screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's on me. I was like... So you tag and we'll have watched it. Um, I will watch it. Um, and when it's out fully, we'll um, we'll definitely do a review and stuff on it as well. Um, okay, my number three is a film that again sort of re brought found footage to an. It brought it back into the mainstream again, I would say, and it is probably, you know, what people will remember. There is another film that people remember found footage for, but this film was Paranormal Activity. Originally came out in 2007 in a lot of the festivals, okay. but was a worldwide release in 2009, directed and written by Oren Pelly. Um, this film, I do believe, really brought found footage back. And I do think if you were to ask somebody like name found footage films, obviously you're going to say the obvious, but I do think this would be one of the tops of their list because I just think people know, have heard of Paranormal Activity. I am one of the diehard fans that will die by this franchise apart from the last two installments. And I love it so much. But the original itself just works brilliantly as a standalone film. Again, just like, just scary because it's just, 
again, it was, you know, it was made in the director's house, Aaron Peller's house, you know, it was in, it was, I just love it so much. It was just great. And it put I, them on the map, honestly. It, it was a very low budget uh, film, um, took the theaters by storm. And I actually just watched it for the first time this year with George. Yeah. Um, did I love it? No, but I will say though, had I seen it in theaters, I would it would I would probably tell you yes because it's it's a completely different thing to watch it at home versus if you were in a theater with all these other people and like I could see that just be chilling and just oh my god so yes I I could I give it mad respect um, I wish I would have seen that first one in theaters but I just I remember seeing the trailers I just didn't like the trailers mm -hmm. which that's on me. But it is a good film. It's very well made and well paced. But, Definitely. Yeah. It's actually the first horror film I watched in a cinema because. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because I mean, I've You're watched young, loads of right. horror films um, at home and things, but this was 2009. I, did, I think I was 14, maybe 14 at the time. And obviously, it was a 15 here in the UK. It was certified as a 15. Um, and I went with my auntie and uncle, and they were like, they were like, the people came over to the cinema and they're like, how old is he? And my uncle was pretending to be my dad, and he was like, He's, dead, he's 15, like he hasn't got any idea, you know, this. anyway, then the manager came over and was like, yeah, it's fine, he can come in, whatever, he didn't even care, he was like, yeah, he's with two people who are over, definitely over 15, um, and it was such an amazing experience to see it in the cinema, and I always remember um, the, the ending, um, and I'm my aunt to be like that, I'm putting her hands over my eyes, so I couldn't see it, and I was like, no, what is it? Um, but it was, it was brilliant, and yeah, I would, even if you don't, wouldn't want to stick and watch the rest of the franchise, even though I would implore you to watch most of it because there's such a great story there. I'm just so sad that it got ruined. Um, but just as a standalone film on its own, you could really watch it and, and enjoy it. And I, I think watching it at home works as well. I think if you watch it in the dead of night at home, it's, it's creepy because it's set in a house. So, and also shout out to Steven Spielberg who watched that film um, and asked, they, he was the one who got Paramount to um, sign it on. Um, but Aaron Pellin always says that he was a bit um, sad because they asked him to change the ending um, to what the ending is, the theatrical ending to the original one. But um, which case works better because, of course, it then spawned the franchise. The original one maybe could not have done. I wouldn't spoil it if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, my number three, Paranormal Activity, really recommend it if you haven't seen it. And people who don't like it, piss off. So um, <laughs> let's go to number two then, the penultimate one. We're nearly there. Utaka, what is your number two? This is hard. I've been going back and forth between these two, and George already knows what two they are. Um, there's, there's no denying. Um, <laughs> there's one that, it, oh my gosh, I am going to go. Oh my God. I'm going to go with the original Blair Witch as my second, um, written in, written and directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, who Eduardo Sanchez, I think pops up in one of the VHS yeah. uh, films as well. But, um, that's, this would be the first found footage film I ever saw in a theater. I remember I saw it in LA. It was funny because it was like an empty theater and one of the seats had like a trash bag on it and it looked like a dead body. So that was already freaking us out the entire time. But I mean, the original Blair Witch obviously kind of was a phenomenon. Uh, it it put, I, I feel bad saying it put found footage on the map, but it it, what it really did is it also put like, um, low budget you could make a good low budget film and it be profitable as fuck because for the longest time i think this was the most profitable film just because of profit margins alone but regardless the other great thing about this the marketing campaign that marketing campaign back in the day you couldn't do that now because of the internet and you know google all that but back then you couldn't it, it, the way they marketed it people thought like these three kids these three kids were missing kind of thing. And it was just, it was done so well. The story's so good. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful film. And I love it. It's, it's, yeah, I, I it was hard. I, I'm probably in my head gonna be like, oh, I should have made that number one, but you know what? I can't do what you're gonna do. And guess what? It's my number two as well. How the fuck that happened? 
it happened. That's how wow. But, okay. Yeah. Um, Blair Witch is actually also for those of you who don't know, it is in my top three films of all time. It's actually my third favorite film of all time. Um, I love it again. I love the just like you don't see anything. <laughs> I think it's great. It's just such a great mood, but yet you're still terrified because you're yes. like waiting for something to happen. And it's not like one of those things, you know, there's other films where you're waiting for something to happen, it doesn't, you think, oh, but with this, it's still terrifying enough that you like it just because it, it makes your you mind. You still have wander. that payoff at the end because you're like genuinely creeped out. I agree. And um, you know, shout out to Mary Brown, um, who is one of my favorite characters in the whole film. Um, she's creepy as hell. And that woman, I believe, actually was, I think she was hair and makeup for the film. Um, and she was she to do the film and they just like jumped and she's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And she played amazing well. But because the cast itself just brilliant, you know, and, and you can really feel their their like fear and their anger and stuff. And of course, a lot of some of it was real because it was, you know, that is why it still stands out today. And that's probably why it stands out more for me is because it's like, I mean, they really did a lot of stuff for real. Like when they're running through the woods and Heather and that are screaming, they're screaming because they that they were they were doing shit off screen that we couldn't see that terrified mm-hmm. them. So I that in a sense, I don't know. I would be intrigued to see if anyone would try and do that again. Not obviously try and make it realistic, but try and make it more real for the actors because I just think it paid off so well with this. Oh film. yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, you could still do that. You could get a group of actors and a fan footage and go, okay, this is what's gonna, we're gonna, you know, good luck. Here's like an overview of what you need to do. Let's go. And I think that would be an interesting way for another film to do that, to see if it did work or if it was just the magic of this film, the time and the cast that really just made it. But again, if you, I mean, if you haven't seen this film, like seriously, where you are, but there is just something about being in a tent and hearing the noise outside of little kids playing that just is actually that I remember like tearing up with like being like, it's oh my so god, this is creepy, horrifying. I'm just yes. thinking about it now because it just whoa. Um, it, it still holds up. Yeah, it's so well made. Yeah, and honestly, I think when people do make found footage, I feel like it's a reference. And if it's not, I'd, I'd be shocked. But to me, it's you know, yeah. It's probably in my top 20 of all time films, but it's, you you know, I have a lot of horror films on my list. So, but it's, it's definitely one that I think it just stands the test of time. And it was just amazing. It really does. And shout out to Scary Movie as well, when they did the skit of it. um, (laughs) With Gail's Weatherstorm, because that was just hilarious. Um, It's like, oh my God, Scream and Blair Witch together. Iconic. Um, but yeah, okay then, well, let's go to number one. I mean, I'm going to be shocked by what your number one is, Yutaka, but tell me anyway. (laughs) All right. I mean, let's be honest. It's no surprise because I won't shut up about this goddamn film. (laughs) I, you know, I love the VHS series as a whole, um, minus, um, viral. Um, so when VHS 94 was announced, I was very nervous and let me tell you, it did not disappoint. Um, I mean, it came out just this past year, direct written and directed by Jennifer Reeder, Chloe Okuno, Simon Barrett, Timo, I can't say your last name. I love you though. Uh, and Ryan Prowse. And it was phenomenal because it was, it's been a long time. I can tell you since a film like really like raised there were actually a couple films this year but they raised my heart rate and I could feel like just my 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 pulse my heartbeat um and storm drain was just so claustrophobic so good and the story behind it and what it's based on is actually quite hilarious um but I just I truly did enjoy it and then empty wake is another one just because I love that nobody knows what a tornado siren is but that whole scene when the tornado sirens are going off like my stomach I was like oh Oh, oh god like it just like my stomach dropped it was so good and then of course it created there were two icons last year in horror malignant gabriel let's be serious that dude trends all the time he was just at the met gala looking fierce and then of course Heratma. such oh my goodness from tales um tales of the stitch does really good work. We'll link it below. But yes, this is this is Rotman. I'm so happy. But yes, 
VHS 94 was just truly, it's a phenomenal film. I love to rewatch it. And I just, yeah, it was a great way to revitalize the series. And I know you're like, that's your top, but honestly, I, I just rewatch it so many times and I just can't stop thinking about it because I had a lot of fun and I was also genuinely terrified. And so for me, well, I love that. I, that's what I want. Please scare the hell out of me. Um, and Storm Drain, oh God, that, that really did a number on me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love VHS 94 so much, but I was, I was going back and forth between that and Blair Witch, because I think those are both phenomenal films. And of course, VHS 94 is on Shutter. It is. Um, and of course, as we mentioned before, it was the most, what it was their highest, their biggest premiere ever, ever. Um, and it is, it is honestly such a brilliant film. And obviously we were like, of course, really lucky to get a um, screen before it came out. And I was like, we were like, so, so we were like, oh my God. Because I mean, as somebody who's, again, I know obviously I'm not just speaking for myself, but obviously I know you talked as well, who loved like the VHS series from the start. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe. It was probably one of the first like big screeners that we got, yes. we were like so excited for. And obviously we'd love to shoot it for that. So I fancy. mean, oh my God. Like, we were was, like, yeah. So excited. And it, and it, and it, and it lived up to being like, oh my God, this is great. And I'm super excited to see where the franchise goes now because this really has like put it in a new direction and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to the to the next installment of the franchise and oh yeah it is it's same it's gonna be great for sure but now it's my number one which is <laughs> you tack his rolled his eyes because he's probably guessed what the number one is at this oh point oh my gosh it How hasn't been I on the know? list um yeah but it, yes it is hell house llc 2015 written directed by Stephen cognetti um this film you know it's it's funny because i literally watched this film two years ago during lockdown um and i don't even i, I it's difficult to put into words like what it did to my brain or like but it just like shot to the top of like top like horror movies of all time like it's in like it's number two like top like it's it's insane and you know obviously it's a, a personal preference and you know Yutaka gave his opinion and you know I would never say you know you know we might joke about all the time but to, I don't know what it is for me I think just it was I think because I maybe been through a lull of fan footage films where they were all just okay or like they were like easy watches whereas this like something about it just like captured my attention and grabbed me and the writing the story you know is fantastic and it carries on through you know the rest of the franchise but the first one is just really brilliant do you attack it i'm not looking at you um but the first one the story is so brilliant again like i say i love having backstory i love having you know history within these like these films that kind of build a world um and this definitely does that but the cast as well just so great together like you really they really feel like people and they the acting is brilliant as i've said in the past sometimes with found footage they get cheap actors and you can tell but this um none of them on my list like that but this one specifically really again just was a standout for the cast i really felt like they were a group of friends um if you haven't seen it a brief overview is basically it is a um, documentary about an event that occurred called Hell House, um, which was a haunted house attraction um, in Upper State New York. Is that what you call it? Upper State mm -hmm. New Upstate New York. Um, and basically, there was an incident that occurred during that time, um, and we learn about what that incident was, and we find we get the tapes and we find out exactly what happened and how it led to the events. But I just love it. The cast is brilliant. Writing and directing was fantastic. Um, and of course, we've had Stephen Cognetti and Lauren A. Kendi on um, the channel before, who are just so great, a lot of fun. Um, we love them both and we appreciate that they came on. And Lauren's been on a couple of times and probably will be a couple more times after that because um, we have a lot of fun. But yeah, it's just such a great film. Like, I can't, I genuinely make anybody that turns up to my house watch this film if I can. I'm like, hey, random person off the street, let's let's watch this. Hey, random hookup before anything happens let's put on hell house and see and then we never get to the next point because they're like i'm leaving um but that's fine because we watched hell house but no honestly i i i, I could i can't talk about it enough and it's just it's a personal preference i just love it and i could watch it all the time and i pretty much do you know it is just my favorite fan footage film of all time 
Yeah, it's it's a film that um, when we started out, it was one of the few films they forced me to watch and we um, gave our scores and I kind of pissed some people off because I gave it a 5.5, I believe. Yes. I can't remember, but I had my reasons and I'll still stand by them. But I will say again, the writing, the writing and direction was great. The acting, I agree as well. Um, I just, I had, there were so many technical issues for me, but again, I think, like you said, the story is really good. I don't know about the second one though. That second one was bad. Um, but the third at least wraps everything up. So I was very happy with that. So, but yeah, I think that's, yeah, not a bad list. I'm shocked that we had some in the same spot. Yeah. I was not expecting Two for that. two. Um, and then we had some some that you tag hadn't heard of so i'm gonna hope that if i if anything if you take anything out of this um episode today you and people at home out of all the ones apart from hell house i would really recommend watching <laughs> um the last horror movie in exhibit a specifically for you you about anybody else if you're wanting to find like mm. just a re just honestly they are so good like indie films and you will leave thinking especially i mean exhibit a you will definitely leave like feeling actually ill hmm. so did i get now did i say any that you've never seen i feel like you probably saw them all already read them out like one after the other again why you gotta be like that sir why you gotta be so rude we were this close this close it's had an episode Fucker. with no singing Ugh. vhs 94 blair witch host Taking of Deborah Logan, The Visit. Oh, yep, you can't because it hasn't oh, come out yet. Yeah. Something in the dirt. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And that's that the, yeah, the only that one. is the only one, yeah, because now you've said it, I do remember those. Yeah, no, Something in the Dirt is the only one, and it's because it hasn't come out yet. So I'm so once... mad it hasn't got picked up yet. Like, almost everything else from uh, Sundance was picked up. Yeah. Like, it is bizarre because people loved it, and these two are very well known with, you know, rustic films and all that. I just... Oh my God, it makes me so mad. It pisses me off. Because mm -hmm. I want to see it again. Also, it's kind of nice because one of the characters is gay. I mean, it's just... Well, it's shout not... out to the take of Deborah Logan as well. We have a lesbian. Uh, that's true too. Yes, I forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't like that was like a major storyline. It was just like a side storyline in a sense. But obviously something... In... No, I'm talking about something in Derek. Okay. Because there's only... It literally is only two people the entire film. It is just them back and forth banter mm -hmm. and their interactions. And so I just thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really mad because I, I want to watch it again. I do. Yeah, uh, I saw I've already seen it like several times when it was at Sundance, but. Well, fingers waiting. crossed somebody should have. Come on, do your thing, babe. Um, but with that, then we will say thank you very much for watching. Do let us know in the comments below what you thought of our list. And if you've got a list, drop it in the comments below. We'd be interested to see what you thought. If you like, if we've got any matches as well um, and anything that we didn't mention that you think, hey, this should be on your list or if you haven't seen it we should watch it i mean it's probably we love good recommendations yeah, we do i've probably seen it but you tackle won't have so um let us know in the comments below and as always do not forget to like share comment and subscribe make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter we are at the horror hour tv of course we have our merch in the description box below as well and stay tuned for even more reviews for more reactions for more everything we've got lots coming as we've said in the past there's some new extensive stuff coming out and there's lots of great um horror coming later in the year so do keep an eye out for that without further ado we will see you in the next video bye guys bye you have been listening to the horror hour see you next time